Welcome to Discover Grace Podcast, a podcast made for finding God's grace in a disgraceful world. Youth pastors Garrett Lamb and Dalton Dickerson will be discussing biblical truths and topics found in the book of James. We hope that this podcast encourages you to have a stronger love for God and others. Welcome to Discover Grace Podcast. This is your host, Garrett Lamb, here with Dalton Dickerson, and we are excited to be back on the podcast and uh, went through the holidays, the end of the year, and uh, new beginnings here in 2022. And I sure am excited about this year, aren't you, aren't you too, Dalton? Yeah, I'm excited to see what 2022 holds uh, and everything that uh, is ahead of us and leaving everything back behind us in 2021. Uh, I know everyone out there set many New Year's resolutions, uh, lose weight, eat healthier, you know, something along that lines, right, Garrett? Right here, brother. <laughs> yeah, I think we all have. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hey, marriage was not marriage is great in every area for me, except for my physique. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I have gained some weight. So I need to I need to put it off. But yeah. yeah. Did you set any New Year's resolutions? Uh I did. I did. I set a couple. Um trying to a, a lot of a lot of uh, resolutions have to do with it, the youth department here at the church. Mm-hmm. And then I also set some, uh, for our house we're working on a lot of things we want to get done. Okay. Uh, my wife, you know, her, her little business she has. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. And then some personal ones right now yeah. I'm reading through the Bible, um, with some friends right now in the church mm-hmm. in, in 90 days. There uh, you go. I don't know if you remember that Garrett, but in college yeah. we did that with David Cowling. We, yeah. we uh, listened to it. Uh, so I'm doing it with my brothers and, and some others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I have a couple other goals. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely remember that in college. I, I don't think I finished it in 90 days. I think it took me like a hundred. <laughs> I was a little <laughs> bit later right. than you guys, but yeah, I've, I ended up finishing it, but that's all that matters. Right. But yeah, uh, yeah we, I set a couple of goals. Um, like you said, some for the youth group that we have here and uh, just a couple of personal ones as just get back in shape, man. It is, it has been way too long since I've been at the gym eating right. I don't know that I've ever, ate right. <laughs> Always struggling my diet. So I'm trying to kind of put those things back into perspective and so far so good. I mean, I haven't, I haven't fallen off yet. Um, I'm actually doing that program that we had bought before your wedding. So I'm back on it. I, I can feel the pain. Uh-oh. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Feel the pain. But it, it's walk. been good. Oh, I know. I, it's been, it's been pretty bad. I mean, I was, I probably hadn't been at the gym consistently in maybe about eight months or so. So it was kind of starting from ground zero and, and working the way up. But so far I've, I feel good. I know I, I, it's just getting there. It's always been the battle, just getting to the gym. But once you go, you feel good. You feel a lot better about yourself and, and uh, you know, there, you can see the progress, you know, later on when you go. So yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about a lot of things for our youth group too. I spent a little bit of uh, time, you know, setting some spiritual goals for them and and myself as well. Um, I didn't set necessarily a goal for, my Bible reading, as far as getting through the Bible in a certain amount of time. Um, I just tried to dedicate more time to study and uh, kind of diving into scriptures a little bit more um, than I had the year before. So that's, that's something that I would want to, wanted to do this year is just take a a portion of scripture and just dissect it every way and uh, study it out a little bit more. So those are my goals for this year. And uh, I'm pretty excited about the new year. Amen. I think we all, we're all excited about different things ahead of us. Um, and also about, you know, the podcast, what's ahead of us and goals yeah. that we have said and, and Garrett, maybe if you want to talk to them about our, our thoughts and, and kind of our plans for the next couple of weeks. 
Yeah, so we are starting. Uh, this is our second season, and uh, we took a week off from going into the new year. But we're starting our second season, and what our purpose for the season is, is we're going to go uh, verse by verse through the book of James. And uh, such a powerful book, but we're going to uh, point out some things in Pastor Scripture each and every episode. Um, we'll have 15 different episodes on the book of James um, every three episodes, we'll be focusing on a new chapter. And uh, so it's going to be a, a very, very interesting book. Um, many of you, I'm sure that are listening have already read the book of James and gotten so much out of it. Um, but just reading through going and planning what we're going to be doing in the next 15 weeks is uh, pretty exciting. And, and there's so much in the book of James. So I'm excited about, to be able to get into this. And, and hopefully you as listeners are excited about that as well, that um, we would be able to for this season, just kind of focus on these scriptures and uh, get as much as we can out of it and kind of uh, just go through the passage and dissect every single verse uh, to be able to see what God's really trying to tell us. And so Dalton, tell us a little bit about the book of James and uh, the backstory of it and uh, what's going on in the book. Definitely. You know, the book of James is, uh, they say it was one of the first books written in the new Testament uh, by the date uh, they say around in between 80, 40 and 80, 60, um, and also, uh, James, the author, uh, that is a half, half brother of Jesus Christ. Uh, so he is a pastor in Jerusalem. And this, this book here is written to the, the Jew, Jewish believers, those who are following Christ now, uh, shortly after um, the Lord had been crucified, you know, the church mm -hmm. had been spread about. Uh, so he is a pastor here writing to them. And the book really deals with the believer and, and the kind of co the common theme of, of just different things that we go through, temptation, mm -hmm. uh, trials, our tongue, uh, having a pure religion, uh, making sure we're undefiled, making sure uh, that our faith is uh, backed by works and really just kind of uh, about the believer. And so for us to dive into these just five chapters is going to be really good, I believe, for the podcast and for myself and, and, and for the listeners uh, as well. Because I believe the book of James is is for us, for the believers, and just our daily our daily lives and how to how to act and how to behave and how to deal with different things. Uh, so mm -hmm. I'm very excited about it. I've always loved the book of James. It's been one of my favorite books. But now to go verse by verse and really kind of get in depth, I believe it's going to be a great blessing. Yeah, and and before we jump into verse number one, you know I think something that's interesting, just on a, a practical sense is James, the half brother of Jesus, imagine growing up in the same house as the son of God. I mean, that's, that is something that would be life-changing and it is believed that James didn't really believe in Jesus as the son of God for a while. And, um, and then, you know, obviously seeing his, his brother, half brother raising from the dead and, and conquering death and hell, he uh, changed those thoughts, but just, just growing up with Jesus and uh, him being your brother is just uh, would be something that would be interesting. It, it's something that none of us obviously would be able to experience to have a perfect brother, <laughs> but uh, but I'm sure he always got from his parents. Why why aren't you like Jesus? <laughs> and uh, for us, we get that from our parents, but it's not our brother. <laughs> so I just I think that's interesting. Just having that um, and James in this perspective of of how he's writing this. And so in verse number one, it says James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad greeting. And uh, Dalton already talked about that a little bit, um, but kind of talk about that verse a little bit more, Dalton. Yeah, definitely. And it is interesting when you put it in perspective that James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, he's talking about serving his brother. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, him recognizing that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the Son of God, the, the man that they had been waiting for uh, for centuries, uh, the Jewish people to come and uh, deliver them from sin. Uh, and it's just interesting to, that, that you mentioned that in John chapter 7, verse 5, it talks about, uh, for neither did his brethren believe him in him. And talks about his brother, his brethren didn't believe in him. And imagine living in a household where you had a brother who believed he was perfect, the Son of God. And uh, I wonder how James looked at that, but you can see that his life was definitely affected later on by, you know, following after um, Jesus Christ as the son of God. Uh, but anyhow, it's, it's James, a servant. He's the author here. Mm-hmm. But again, to the 12 tribes, which are scattered abroad, uh, that's the 12 tribes of Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, and those had been scattered abroad, the early church in Acts. And this is kind of who he's talking to. And he begins to greet them and begins to go into uh, some different things that he, he tell, talks to them about in verse two he says my brethren and so he's definitely talking to uh, the Jewish people but I believe that it's applicable to us and that we can take take away uh, from what he's about to talk to them about definitely and uh, that that verse number two I think really speaks out to me and uh, where it's talking about my brethren um, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations And uh, I I see in that verse, you know, obviously, like you said, he's talking to the Israelite people, um, but I can also see he's talking to the believer in this passage, and it's applicable to us. And uh, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. And uh, I think something that I've always brought out of this verse is it's one thing to go through a hard time, uh, but it's another thing to be joyful while you're going through it. Um, Just an example of, of our church here is we have somebody in our church, uh, they've been struggling with, with cancer, battles back and forth with it. And uh, just about, um, about two months ago, I believe, uh, they went to the doctor and they said, it's just not going to be something that we're going to be able to fix. And they gave, them, gave her a certain amount of time to live. Uh, but this lady in our church has just been such a blessing to the other people in our church because no matter what she was going through, adversity, obviously is more of a trial than it would be a temptation but just the joy that she had during those things. And obviously Satan wants to tempt us to try us in every facet of life, but for us to have joy through those times and James admonishing us to be able to do that um, is just, is just a great, you know, example of what we should be and uh, not only going through something, but doing it with all joy uh, when we are going through it. And that, that's a, that's a big passage that I've always liked to turn to. Yeah. And one one thing before we talk about the next verse, you know, if there's one, if there's two things that I'm not going to be usually happy about, uh, is falling, <laughs> yeah. and and temptations. Those are two things that if you said you should be joyous about, I would think, you know, when things go right, or you know, mm-hmm. when you're on the up and up. But falling and in, in temptations, and you mentioned it, that temptation there can also talk about trials, uh, hard times, you know, pressures mm-hmm. of life, uh, but count it all joy. And that is amazing that, that, you know, when people face tragedies, face temptations, trials, uh, how they can, you know, take that and endure it with joy of the Lord. Now, yeah. verse three, it says, and he kind of, kind of goes off verse two and says, knowing this. So knowing that, um, you know, if we go into uh, temptations and when we fall into those, if we come out and we're joyous about it and we're, we're trusting the Lord, might not be happy about everything, but trusting him, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. So because of that, you know, the trying, the testing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you test test you during that hard time, uh, we're testing your faith. 
uh, that's going to bring out patience. And I think, mm. you know, Garrett, if there's one thing a lot of us really struggle with is patience. You oh, know, man. From sitting in the McDonald's parking lot or, yeah. or drive through waiting on that, you know, McChicken, you know, to other things, you know, <laughs> right. I, you want it now, that microwave mentality. Yeah. Uh, but the trying of your faith, that's not fun. Uh, and you talked about some people in your church. We just had a uh, family in our church getting a, a car accident. Mm. And I talked to, uh, he's a Sunday school teacher. I talked to him on the phone. And just just a lot of you know, hurt, you know, they a lot of uh, surgeries going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're having a really hard time, uh, still in the hospital. But I talked to him, and the, the person that hit him with the uh, the car uh, was drunk. He didn't have his license, mm-hmm. and but he had a burden for the person that hit him. He said, "We need to talk to him about the gospel." You know, I I tried to mention to him about Christ, but he didn't speak English, and he asked about if someone in the church could go by and talk to him about the Lord. And that's just one thing I. You know, I heard and I was like, wow, you know, here you are, you just got in a car accident, mm. you know, your wife's in surgery, you, you're about to have surgery, you know, you're probably thinking about everything but the man that hit you. And if anything, you're thinking, you know, evil thoughts toward him, but here he is mm. seeing, telling me over the phone that, you know, we need to get the gospel to him. Yeah. And, and I could definitely see that he fell, you know, he had some temptations, some trials, some hard times, mm. uh, and, he, and he's trusting the Lord in it. And the trying of his faith is, is working patience. And at the, at the end of our trials, Garrett, uh, listener, at the end of the hard times that you're going through, uh, mm-hmm. we come out on the other side and, and it's going to try you. It's going to test your faith. It's going to uh, really see if you, you mean what you believe. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's a great testimony, man. That, that is an awesome testimony of somebody who took something that was bad and made it into something good. And the word patience is uh, just the definition of it is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. And in this passage, man, patience is something, like you said, that all of us need to work on. I was uh, driving just the other day and just started thinking you had mentioned, you know, the microwave mentality. And uh, we've even went from drive through, get it quick, run, 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 to now we can mobile order it and not have to wait at all. And we can just walk in and walk right back out. And so we live in a world where patience is something that seems like nobody has. You know, you have something on social media you don't like, you snap back at somebody. Um, you know, you, you go back and forth with people just trying to um, have the, the most liked view or liked, liked uh, post. And, and we don't, we want everything now and instantly. And, uh, and that's not the way that God has ever worked. It's something that we have to wait in his timing. And that's the biggest thing that I see is that in patience, patience isn't something that brings us weakness, holding our tongue, um, holding our thoughts you know, waiting on the Lord is not a weak thing, uh, but it's a strength. And our strength is always going to be in the Lord. And when our patience is, is waiting on him, waiting on his timing, and uh, it's, it's going to be in God's timing is always going to be best. And you can't improve on what God does. And so, and for our lives, you know, it says in the book of Isaiah, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And uh, so we're, we're trying to strengthen ourselves, but it almost goes against everything that we know to be able to be patient. And so, you know, for us to be patient, for us to wait and to rely on the Lord is not an easy thing. It's not a natural thing, uh, but it is something that will bring us more strength than we could ever imagine. And jumping into verse number number four, it again talks about uh, patience, but let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. And uh, with patience, it's also going to bring forth contentment. And you're going to be content with the things that God gives you because God is going to bless you more than you could ever imagine. 
And uh, God, that doesn't mean God's going to bless you with money. That doesn't mean God is going to bless you with cars and material things. He might do that. He does that for people. And, and if he feels like that's the best thing for you, he'll do that. But when we talk about blessing, it's not just a, a temporal material thing that we get. It's also an eternal blessing, as you already talked about with the person in your church, that that's an eternal blessing that they brought forth because of patience. And there's nothing more that we can want than an eternal value later on. Um, later on in the scripture that we'll talk about next episode, it talks about obtaining those crowns of life. And those are things that we can't obtain here on earth, but it's laying up for ourselves treasures in heaven and having that patience and the strength from God to be able to do these things um, then relays into wanting nothing and having a life that is fulfilled and, and just a life that you could never even imagine that God has given you because you've practiced these practical, simple things that each and every one of us struggle with on a daily basis. Yeah, Garrett, that, that was really good. And, and you talked about contentment and, and verse four, you, you said you, you read it, but it says about let patience have her perfect work. You know, it takes a little bit of, of waiting on, on it, you know, let that, let this trial go through, you know, continue to be patient. And uh, on the other side, you're going to see contentment and you're going to see, uh, you're going to see that you, you're going to come forth perfect and entire complete. Mm -hmm. uh, and he said, wanting nothing. Uh, but then it kind of goes into verse five. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given of him. So kind of now we kind of trans uh, transition um, in, into talking to the Lord. Mm -hmm. It says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Uh, and, you know, it, it's pretty simple, you know, pretty clear cut uh, right there. It says, if you're lacking wisdom, ask mm -hmm. of God. He mm -hmm. gives to all men. So he didn't. He doesn't say, you know, just to those who do this or just for those who do that. He says he's going to give wisdom to those who ask, um, and it's going to be given to him. Uh, and it goes in, in verse, verse 6, talks about not wavering when you ask. Mm -hmm. But, it, you know, if there's one thing we need uh, in today's society, we need a biblical wisdom, not yeah. just smarts or knowledge, but, you know, I need wisdom. And I think every one of us do. Uh, I need wisdom as I uh, am, am I a a husband to my wife. I need wisdom mm -hmm. as I'm a youth pastor at a church. I need wisdom as I deal with people out and about. And I need wisdom uh, when it comes to treating people in the right way. And of course, yeah. loving on others the way that the Lord would want me to love on, uh, on them. And yeah. there's one thing you should add to your prayer list uh, mm -hmm. for yourself is for wisdom. Mm -hmm. And I think we all need to ask for it. You think about Solomon, um, how, how he was given a choice of, of, mm -hmm. of, of anything he wanted. And he asked the Lord for wisdom. And Lord blessed him. Um, you know, if, if we we have a lot of uh, knowledge, but we don't apply it, that's not wisdom. Yeah. Knowledge is is a biblical or wisdom is biblical knowledge, but the applying of that and asking the Lord to help you. Uh, any thoughts on that, Garrett? Yeah, we we have the source of all wisdom in God. We have somebody that knows everything about what we do in life. You know, if I'm going to play a sport, or if I'm going to have a certain activity or a hobby. You know, if I'm a cook, if I'm a plumber, if I'm a lawyer, if I'm a doctor, I want to be trained from the best of the best because I want to be the best at what I do. And sometimes we don't really relay that to our personal lives and our spiritual lives. When we have a God that has all wisdom and he not only has all wisdom, we have some power. Satan has a lot of power, but God has all power and he can he can answer any prayer that we put forth. And yet we don't go to him and ask. And that's exactly what this passage is saying is if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask. 
and ask and you shall receive. So all you have to do is ask God and continually ask. And I, I think often that people get tired of, again, we go back to patience. They get tired of asking, asking, asking. They say, oh, well, God's not answering my prayers. But then they give up on their prayers. And God has an answer for them in his time. But we have to be patient and have that strength. And when we ask, God will answer it in his timing. And so I think that, man, that is great that, that we serve a God that is all wisdom and he has all power to be able to do those things. And, and not only that, going into the verse of what I just said, in verse number six says, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. So when we waver and we, we go back and forth and, and we don't think that our God is big enough or he's strong enough or he knows enough and we just fall by the wayside and give up on praying for our loved one that needs saved. We give up on that health need that we have. We give up the financial needs that we have. We give up on all these areas and we waver like the seas. God, God doesn't see any faith in that. Just as Peter, as he was walking on the water, began to look at the waves. He began to sink. And as us as Christians, we began to sink in our spiritual lives when we, when we look at everything else around us and say, you know, I, I don't think God can do that. When we know that he has all power, if he can, if he can conquer death, um, I don't know anybody else that's been able to do that. If he can do that, man, he can for sure answer the prayer that I have that, man, I, I need to pay my bill and I'm, I'm $20 short. I need that $20. I, I'm pretty sure our God is big enough to, to answer that need. And, and I think James knows that being the half brother, putting back in context who this is, that his brother wasn't just another brother that all of us have. He was all powerful. He was all knowing. He's omniscient. He's, he's man, he is just an amazing God, but we have to have the faith in him. And that's where it all starts is the foundation of our faith has to be in God. Amen. And, and I like how you pointed out that we're not just asking for wisdom, you know, to, to some random random person you know it's not like going up to someone you you highly look at and mm -hmm. someone you look up to and saying you know can i have this you know we're talking to the the god of all creation and and i think sometimes we lose perspective of who god is you know the god who created the sky you know the god who created the oxygen that oxygen that we're breathing in right now you know the god who created the ability to hear and smell and see and all mm -hmm. these different things and for us to ask of him uh, he's powerful and he can do it and again, yeah. sometimes it takes a little bit of patience asking, but I thought mm -hmm. it was great that how you mentioned that, how we're talking to someone that has an endless supply of wisdom an endless yeah. supply of, of, of anything. Uh, you know, he's not in want, he doesn't need anything. Uh, but we're a very needy people mm. that leads us to verse number seven. It says, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. So it goes, it kind of goes a different direction here. It talks about, you know, if you lack wisdom, ask the Lord and it shall be given to him, you know, Ask in faith, nothing wavering. And then it mm -hmm. goes, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think I think this verse here, I, I was reading it and kind of thinking, you know, you know, mm -hmm. why, why did we transition from that verse to this verse, you know? Mm -hmm. But it kind of goes into context here that the verse before and after is talking about uh, being double-minded or being like a wave. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that when we go to the Lord, of course, we need to ask of him, ask in faith, believing. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we deserve anything on our own for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. You know, we don't deserve anything. Um, you know, the Lord says we can go to him. We can go before his, his throne in Hebrews come before him boldly. 
Um, but at the same time, you need to go to go before him, think knowing that he is the God of all gods and that I don't deserve anything, but I'm going to ask in faith that he's going to take care of this. I'm going to ask him and I'm not going to be like a wave tossed to and fro and, and worried about him at him answering it or not answering it. Mm -hmm. If he has the power to, to, to answer my prayer, if he doesn't have the power, you know, we need to go to the Lord and say, Lord, this is, this is what I need, or, you know, what I need and you know what I need for today and how I need to be. And I need you to help me. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to rely on myself for that, but I'm asking you knowing that you have the power to answer it and you have yeah. the power to, to, to let me ask for days. Uh, and, and another thing I kind of think of Garrett and listeners, you know, in the old Testament, you read a story about a King or, or a prophet or, or someone in the Bible who's following the Lord. And mm -hmm. then you, you read how they do some great act for the Lord. And then the next, next chapter, it talks about how they, they go back to their, their idols or they completely forsake the Lord. Mm -hmm. I'm always so puzzled by all that, but sometimes you got to realize that, you know, in between those two chapters, there, there are years in between, you know, it might not just be another day or a week in between the two mm -hmm. events. Sometimes there's chapters yeah. and, you know, how much are we like, you know, day to day, how much do I fluctuate and how much am I like a wave that goes to and fro, Yeah, you know? And, and I think sometimes if we were to look at our life and th there would be a couple years in between each chapter of our life, we would see how we fluctuate. If there's one thing we ought to do is staying strong in the Lord. Yeah. Garrett, what, yeah. anything else you got on that verse? Yeah, that, that was great thoughts, Dalton. And, you know, when I, I look at these verses, I think of each of us, when we spend time alone around nobody else, sometimes our mind starts to wander, right? Mm -hmm. um, you're in a dark room by yourself, or maybe you're out in the woods and it's dark and you hear this sound. And it's, it's a twig, you know, getting snapped or leaves wrestling around, you know, that, that doesn't mean that someone's out there trying to kill you, but our mind tries to put us in that position, right? Our mind starts to wander. And when you look at passages of scripture, it's, it's so amazing to see how the Bible just interweaves itself and is such a complete book. And that's why it tells us that our mind should be in Christ. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. And when we have a double-minded, there's a double-minded man, of course, he's going to be unstable because he has nothing to stand on. And when we look even in these verses back in, in what James had said, when we have the pressures come in our lives, um, we didn't look at that particular word perfect. That word perfect in, in uh, verse number four doesn't mean that we're never going to mess up, never going to make any mistakes. Okay, that's a completeness. And that completeness is only going to come by having patience and having faith when those pressures come. And so when those, when the double-minded, our double-mindedness inside of our, our, our heads and our spirit and, and our lives starts to come, our doubts, our fears, our worries, the temptations, the trials come, our faith has to stand in the completeness of our savior uh, because he's already completed the work. He's already done everything. We don't have to do anything. We just have to rely on him. And that's where it comes back to trusting in God. Uh, it's easy to say, but it's hard to do. When you go through a hard time, it's, it's easy to look at somebody else and say, man, just have faith in God. He'll, he'll bring you through. But when you're going through it, it's not that easy. And so God wants us to put a full reliance in him. And, and for us in, in the book of James, man, what better way to put it than to say, you can't be double-minded. You can't, what, what God said, what did Jesus say in the gospels? You can't serve God and mammon. You can't have the, the fears and the doubts in your mind along with the faith in God. It's either one or the other. 
And uh, God wants us to serve him. He wants us to have faith in him. He wants to have patience. And when we do those things, he will give us a perfect work. He will give us a complete work in the end. Um, you know, I'm reminded of Romans 8, 28. I've heard it many times. All the ingredients aren't good that go into your life. When you mix them all together, they all turn out good. And so I think James in this passage of scripture has put a perfect illustration of us fearing God, loving him, being patient in who he is and having faith in him results in us having a perfect work at the end, a complete life in Christ where we can look at him and his crown, the crown of life, man, the glory is on God, not on us. And so I think James wrapping up, you know, this episode, I think James has put this in, in great perspective and who we should be. So when I look back at the passage that we just read, I really think that we should have a better faith in God. We should have patience. And in result of that, it's going to bring a completeness in who Christ is through us and his righteousness shining through us. Our righteousness is filthy rags, but when we let his glory shine through us, man, God does a great work. And so Dalton, give us your final thoughts. Definitely. And you kind of wrapped it up how I was going to wrap it up, but, um, but listeners, you know, Stole it. Me? yeah, <laughs> took it out of my mouth, read my That's mind, right. <laughs> double-minded. That's right. Um, but as we wrap this podcast up, you know, when the pressures come this week, um, when the trials, temptations come this week, uh, realize that, Hey, you know, you have an opportunity. Uh, you can either fall, fall prey to this pressure, or this, this temptation, or you can give a chance for God to work and have patience on him and go to him in, in, in prayer. And if you go to him in prayer, nothing wavering and asking of him and ask him to help you with this, to give you the patience that you need, uh, you're going to mm -hmm. come out on the other side, not perfect or not, not perfect from sin, but you're going to come out on the other side, perfect uh, with a, a perfect patience and a perfect faith in God. Mm. Uh, that's yeah. a complete a wholeness. So as the pressures come, realize that it's going to take some patience and it's going to take some relying on God uh, this week uh, through whatever you're going through. And yeah. don't, don't go back and forth saying, you know, can God take care of this or not? He will. Let's don't be double-minded, double, double minded, but trusting in him and see uh, Lord work and see how he's going to take you and he's going to work things out for you. Right. Amen. I don't know about you, but I enjoyed that, Dalton. <laughs> that was, that was yeah. good. I enjoyed, I enjoyed talking about the book of James and hopefully you that are listening uh, out there enjoyed this. And uh, for the next 14 episodes, we're going to be going uh, verse by verse, just like we did in this passage, um, the book of James and so much that we can bring out of that. And the word of God is rich. It's true. It's powerful. And uh, we want to equip ourselves as Christian to be able to stand against these temptations, to be able to stand against the devil because we live in an evil day. So thank you so much for listening. And uh, we will see you next time on the podcast. Signing off for Dalton and Garrett. Have a great day in Jesus.